Blog Talk Radio. I'm excited about tonight's show for a couple of different reasons. Uh, this is the first time live in uh, a couple of days, uh, but more importantly, it is the first time live since the premiere of what has evidently become the entire black community's favorite show on ABC, which is Scandal. And, you know, I wanted to come, you know, for a sh- somewhat of a shorter show tonight and just do a little bit of a uh, one somewhat of a recap, you know, and just talk about a lot of the issues that, you know, are are seen on that particular show and how uh, many of them, those same issues can be seen throughout the black community. I want to talk about that, but then on a large scale, I want to talk about black fathers. You know, in today's society, we, you know, we're, we're seeing fewer and fewer black men stepping up, taking responsibility for um, <clears throat> for their children, and uh, specifically their daughters. And as a result, we're seeing more and more strippers. We're seeing more and more single moms, prostitutes, um, you know, welfare, uh, molestation. There's so many different issues that can be directly attributed to black fathers not being present in their in their children, like I said, specifically their daughters' lives. So we want to talk about tonight you know what are what are some of those some ways that um that men fathers can step up and and you know help pre- better prepare their daughters for the world for what they will experience with men uh and uh hopefully you know we can uh, we'll start seeing a change and uh you know and, and what's going on out here in the black community. So you guys are as always welcome to uh call in with any comments or, or feedback. I know Scandal is a very popular show and um you know people had a lot to say about it. Um definitely six four six two zero 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 three six six is the number if you want to call in. Um you know otherwise just uh listen in. Courtney's here with me tonight. Courtney, what's going on with you tonight? Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, Courtney, are you a uh, scandal watcher? Not anymore, <laughs> but I used really? to be. Interesting. Yeah. What what made you give it up? Because I didn't like how the show really became all about her and the president, and less you know about a good you know plot storyline, and um, it just I, I guess I just was over it, and I, I didn't really want to have anything to do with it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those shows that um 
yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, we just did, just so you know, last season, if you guys are newer listeners, we did a classic. I mean, you know, we talk about it all the time because, in my opinion, it was one of the realest shows we've ever done, uh, specifically on entitled Scandal, Why So Many Black Women Love Olivia Pope. And where we literally went through step by step her relationship with the president, you know what we're seeing with with so many women out here and and how they see love and their experiences. So I don't want to redo that show tonight. That's not what we want to do. In fact, I rebroadcasted. I think I posted the link sometime over the weekend or maybe even Friday. But like I said, tonight I really want to focus on on, on the men. But I do want to do a little bit of a scandal recap because in the premiere. We found out a lot of things about Olivia Pope that we really didn't know. A lot of things that I knew and then we talked about, but that were, had not been confirmed by the show. One of those things, uh, those things being that, uh, if you guys watched this show, you heard when they were when um, what's the dude's name, uh, Courtney? You know the uh, was the chief of staff or like the advisor to the president, Cyrus, right? Yeah, yeah. When when Cyrus when Cyrus was going through the. Uh, the investigation process of Olivia, you know, because they were going to kind of try to take her down and, you know, help get the president out of this mess that he was in. They re, they kind of like ran down her history, you know. I mean, they literally went all the way back to what she experienced as a child, you know, as far as not having the stable household growing up, which is something we talk about you know, every day here on the show, which we're going to talk about tonight, fathers not being around, you know, or or being around and, and being a piss-poor example of what a, a father should be, not really doing the, you know, the things necessary uh, to, you know, to prepare these women. We we So there was that. Uh, there was also the whole, you know, promiscuity issue, you know, just as a result of not having that loving father there, seeking out the rich, the powerful, the successful, you know, the guys who were, you know, who could, and really what it has to do with the men who she felt could provide for her and give her the things that she felt her father did not give her, the men who were who really exhibited a lot of the qualities that her father had, although he was not really in her life like that. And so we see that a lot. You know, we see a lot of women in today's society, who were molested, who were raped, who were abused, you know, and many other issues, ironically, they end up seeking out those types of men, whether it's the athletes, you know, whether it's the, you know, the fraternity guys, you know, with the status, whether it's the, uh, even, you know, the thugs, you know, they, they just, a lot of times, they just want to be protected. They want to be held. They want to make, you know, if they were hurt, as children, as adults, it's a natural reaction to want to to want to experience the things that you have not experienced as a child, and, and obviously it's the it's the wrong. You know, it's never going to work out. You're never going to seek or find protection when you're seeking out, you know, a thug or or uh, someone who's into crime, someone who has guns. Just because someone has a gun does not mean he's going to protect you. You know, and so that these are the types of things that we that we saw in Olivia Pope, you know, that that ultimately led to, you know, and she was very promiscuous. You know, I mean, I, you guys saw you saw how they broke down how many different did they like they they did like a little you know flash you know presentation 
of like all the dudes that she had been with. I mean, just from watching the show, you can just off the top of my head, you know, I can think of about five people that she slept with, and that's just you know what I mean. All, just what we've seen on the show. That's not including, you know what I'm saying. And it, that's the case in many women's lives. You know, so many successful. See, see, let's just get into it real quick. See, a lot of people look at Olivia Pope, specifically a lot of women. They look, and even Beyonce too, for, uh, to an extent. They look up to these women who are quote unquote successful. They are attractive. They have achieved certain things in life that those women actually want to achieve. So because they can relate on that level, they say, wow, these women are good. And so even though there may be some drama, even the drama is stuff that you ladies can relate to on some level. You've been through drama. You've given your bodies to men and gotten your hearts broken. Olivia Pope has done the same thing, but she's quote-unquote still okay. She's still educated. She's still successful. She still dresses nice. Those are the things that for many women define success, education, money, status, power. But when it comes to men and what we look for in a wife, those things mean nothing. See, Olivia Pope is in the eyes of men. See, scandal is popular amongst women. You guys have to understand that. A lot of women literally look up to Olivia Pope. My job as a counselor, my job as a talk show host is to tell you guys exactly what men look for in a wife. That's my only goal here is to help match people up, help women be found by the men that God or by the man that God has for them. I can't do that. I can do that, but and part of my job in doing that is by helping you see what these men want. And the reality of the situation is that Olivia Pope is viewed as one of the worst possible women that has ever been shown on television. Black men are talking about this every single day all around the country. You need to know that. There is nothing favorable. No, I mean, whether it's her attitude, whether it's her res- you know, respectability or lack thereof, whether it's her, her personality and surely the lack of emotional unavailability. I mean, everything that we talk about, you know, can be found right there in her as far as what not to be. Yet this woman is looked at as some type of savior to black women. And it's, and it's, it's really unfortunate, you know, because that is... You know, it's it's the opposite of what men are looking for. It's and surely when you look at it from a a biblical standpoint, a godly standpoint, spiritual perspective. I mean, you know, she Olivia Pope is in no way, no matter how you slice it, no possible way what a godly man would pray for, the type of woman who God would bless with the best possible man who actually prays for a wife. Do you see a lot of the similarities between the the history of what has been shown from Olivia Pope's past is and what we see uh, on a large scale here in today's society? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's very similar, and I think that's why a lot of black women gravitate towards her um, because of that. You know, they they feel they can relate. You know, they have that career going. And here's the thing about Scandal, though, they paint the picture of the president being in love with her. It's like they glamorize that whole jump-off situation. So what it's doing is giving, you know, black women the impression that they can have the, you know, high-profile job and they can have, you know, 
you know, be like Olivia Pope and have the same kind of attitude as her, but at the end of the day, they can still have that and still be found by a great man because that's how they paint the president to be. It's just, it's a sick fantasy that is creating in a lot of black women's heads that I can't really get with. Yeah, and and you hit the nail on the head. You know, one of the things that I spend a lot of time in my counseling is with women is doing uh, is is going through the phases and the cycle of what's known as emotional addiction. And, you know, if you guys have ever done per- private counseling with me, you know that we spend a lot of time on that because that's, you know, the, we'll talk about that, and we're actually going to be doing a whole show on addiction uh, in the very near future. But one of the last phases of addiction, and that's any addiction, is delusion, you know, and, and many women are, are going through that. And the cycle doesn't just end, but it, it, it ends up repeating itself until you deal with it. You know, until you heal from it, you continue going through all this, the phases. You know, delusion is the last phase, and it, and it resets itself going back to the original craving for love, affirmation, self-worth, self-value. You know, and these are a lot of, the, a lot of times what is, what is not being given to them by their fathers. A lot of times that's all these women want is just is love. You know, and any time when you don't have love of any kind, you know, or love but not the type of love that you need or want, it's going to cause a craving. So what do people do when there's a craving for anything? Well, you you go get something. You seek out things that are specifically designed to temporarily distract you from that craving or really from the hurt and the pain that's caused by not having the craving, you know, satiated. So, it, it, like I said, the, the cycle repeats itself, and, and the, one of the last stages is delusion, where what you do is you create an alternate universe that you live in where you're thinking that everything is okay, everything is fine, you know, just for the sole purpose of not having to deal with your reality, which is in many cases hell, your own self-imposed hell. You know, and so that's why you have people saying, oh, yeah, Beyonce is this great role model. Oh, yeah, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, yeah, they're the perfect family. Let's look up to them. Jay-Z is this great man. You know, Olivia Pope, where her drama and her hell and her misery are seen right there on your TV screen every week. Yet there are still women who think that she lives some type of perfect life. Show me an episode where she didn't cry. Show me an episode where she actually smiled, where she actually didn't have an attitude, you know, where her life actually had some form of stability, where she had a dream or a goal where we actually saw it realized. You will never see any of those things on Scandal because the whole she's a miserable character. Now, if you look at, you know, you look at Scandal. In fact, I said, you know, I posted a little. Uh, you know, a little picture on on Facebook, um, and I said, you know, Thursday night. See, I grew up in a household where, where where parents actually cared. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, excuse me, like God forbid, parents actually care and are aware of what their children watch on television. See, and I tell you guys all the time, the only show we were allowed to watch was the Cosby Show for for many years. And then when A Different World came along, we were allowed to watch that because it showed positivity. You know, it was about you know, positive people going to college and getting an education. 
There was no buffoonery. You know, Cosby Show is what we watched. <clears throat> and that is when the original must-see TV was on. That's where they even came up with that whole phrase. Cosby Show is one of the highest-rated shows, if not the highest-rated show, in all of history. You know, certainly the most popular show in, in black history. Okay? And what that... I mean, it was, it's actually, in hindsight, it's actually amazing. You know, it was an amazing show for so many reasons. It's so groundbreaking. More so now, looking back, than it was even then. Because who who would have thought that we would go from the Cosby Show being the favorite, the, you know, the favorite show of the black community collectively, the black community, to scandal, to basketball wives, to love and hip hop. You understand, like the problem with that. Even when you look at some of these sitcoms, like Meet the Browns, you got the epitome of of buffoonery. You know, like it's just ridiculous. You got a crackhead running around, and uh, what's that other Tyler Perry show, Courtney? Or is that Meet the Browns? No, House I, of I don't Pain. watch. I, you know, House. Oh yeah, yeah. Like ridiculous, ridiculous stuff. Whereas before, we grew up watching The Fresh Prince. You know what I'm saying? That featured positive, you know, positivity. Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv. You know, Cliff Huxtable and and, and, and Claire Huxtable. Good times. Even going back to um, what is that? Uh, Parenthood. You know, with uh, Robert Townsend, like, even that was a great show. Family Matters. These were great shows. These were shows that we that you will never see again. You will never, ever see a show just because where we are in society and the agenda of, of the powers that be to keep us oppressed by our own selves. You know what I'm saying? It's brainwashing us. When you have black women who no longer aspire to be like Claire Huxable and would rather be in hell like Olivia Pope, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's actually ridiculous. And people don't even see how ridiculous it is. Why would any black woman want to be a white man's whore? Why, be any man's whore for that matter. You know what I'm saying? Like be actively being strung along, having her emotions played with, you know, the uh, being ostracized now in this season, not that this even really matters, but now being having your whole life put on display as being the uh, known at worldwide as a whore and a mistress, why would anyone look up to someone like that? Well, there's a great reason for that, actually. The reason is because they can relate. See, the reason is because most black women have been someone's jump off, just like Olivia Pope. Most black women have actually cheated with someone and been cheated on by someone, having gotten their hearts broken by someone. That's the reality of it. That's the real reason why black women love Olivia Pope. It's not because you like her nice, stylish overcoats. It's because you can relate to her pain. And you, when you see just, you know, Chandra Ram, she gives you like a, just a little bit of hope that things are going to be okay. Maybe Fitz will leave his wife. Maybe they'll be able to live happily ever after. That gives them just a little bit of hope. But the reality is there is no hope deep down. That's where the delusion sets back in because deep down you know Fitz ain't never leaving, you know, his wife to be with her. You know that. Everyone knows that. At least you should unless you're crazy. 
You know what I'm saying? Unless you're a psycho, you you think that, but it was it's never gonna happen. The same way that's never gonna happen is the same way that guy you've been having sex with is never gonna commit to you. Your baby daddy that you've been having sex with on and off again, and he doesn't do anything for your kids except when he feels like he's gonna get some sex from you. You know it's not gonna work out. You know you're never gonna be a happy family. That. Ladies and gentlemen, is the real reason why Scandal was the number one show in the black community. Because the black community is jacked up, and everybody knows it. White people know it, black people know it, the rest of the world knows it. And until people get out of their delusional state and realize, like, look, we need to make some changes amongst ourselves, we need to start calling out these problems. I am so sick and tired of. Of these pastors I am so sick and tired Of these fake uh, uh, Al Sharpton Jesse Jackson Fake black leaders Who don't do anything You got pastors who are afraid to speak the truth You got everybody else These talk show hosts, these authors Everybody is afraid to speak the truth And keep it honest about what's going on out here And if I have to be the bad guy and talk about really what the Bible says about this stuff and what's really going on, hey, I'll be the bad guy. I'm cool with that. But at some point, we have to look at ourselves as a people and say, we are the problem. Things were much better in the civil rights era. You know, if you missed my special on race relations where we talked about that fake, uh, the bootleg march on Washington, I mean, it was, it's, you know, listen to it. If you missed it, check it out because we talked about all the real problems in the black community and what needs to be done and what's not being done. We, didn't, we haven't accomplished anything. We've gone backwards in 50 years. How the heck do you have a president who never speaks, a black president who never speaks about the, the real issues in the black community? I mean, is, am I the only one that sees a problem with that, Courtney? Everybody else is, like you said, delusional. It's it's crazy. It's like everyone is um, brainwashed by, you know, politics and what's going on, TV, music. You know, I can't even count how many times I've heard, just in regards to scandal, you know, when we talk about these issues um, that are very, you know, serious, um, you know, people are saying, well, it's just a show. No, it's not just a show. Like, it's having a damaging impact on the black community. And it's it's causing people to feel like, you know, black women specifically, to feel like promiscuity is okay, it's it's accepted. It, it, I mean, that's that's how it should be. No, it shouldn't. And that's why I can't support this show. I can't even can't even bring myself to do it anymore. The problem with it is one of the problems is this. You know, I hear that a lot. Also, you hear a lot of women saying that it's just a show. It's just entertainment. See, the thing about it is, is it's it's all BS. Because I I'll be honest with you, and you guys know I will keep it. I'm a TV watcher. You know, I like dramas. I've always been into drama. I like a good television show. I'm not into this reality crap. Only the only reason I watch it is is to use it as a teaching tool. tool as you guys have heard on this show, I mean, like it's it's gotten to the point where it's not even entertaining. And I I mean, I have to be honest as a a television watcher, a drama watcher, Breaking Bad is entertaining. You know, Lost was entertaining. Prison Break was entertaining. The Cosby Show was entertaining. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That you know, Homeland 
if you want to get into like the government stuff, 24 is the most entertaining show. I mean, you put Scam, there's not a person on the planet who's watched 24 and has also watched Scandal and would say Scandal is better than 24. You know, and there's not a person on the planet who would who would say that. That would be crazy to even think that. And I'm not I'm not saying Scandal isn't you know, it has drama. We've just talked about the real reasons why it's entertaining to some people. The, the same reason Scandal is entertaining to people is the same reason that Love and Hip Hop is, is entertaining to people. Why? Because they can see a lot of themselves. You know, I mean, that's just what it is. Like, if they came out with a reality show featuring, you know, a talk show host and an author, you know, and maybe a counselor, like, that... That's something I probably would watch because it's something I can relate to. You know, if you're a black woman, a single woman, a single mom, you know, who's been through a lot of drama in her life, and they come out with a show featuring, you know, a woman who's been promiscuous, who is in the midst of being strung along, in the midst of drama, well, then there you go. It's the most entertaining show. In the, you know, and it's the only show. It's the only drama that features a, a black woman. But how many people watch Scandal but have never watched Homeland? When Homeland is ten times better than Scandal. Scandal ain't winning no awards for it's not even I don't even believe it was nominated for best drama. You understand that there's a reason for that. It's not that good of a show. It's just not. People are trying oh it's so good. No, it's not. How is that good? If you think that's good, I can name about five other shows that are ten times better, just from a strictly drama perspective. But here's the thing. If the show is so good, you su- – and I said – what's that chick's name back in the day, Courtney? Um, uh, uh, Carrie, uh, Carrie Russell. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I posted a little um, comparison photo. I said, if you put an actress like – you know, let's say Carrie Russ. That's the one with the curly hair, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, you take her. And I just picked her name out of a hat. But if you put her in Olivia Pope's role, right, and then you take, you know, the black, you know, you take the president from 24, Dennis Haysbert, who was a great president in that show. You take Dennis Haysbert and you put him on scandal. So you have the think about it. A black president cheating on his black wife with the white, you know, press secretary or or publicity PR person, whatever you want to call Olivia Pope, you know, and having you know basically making her his his whore. Everyone would be pissed. That's like that's like a that's like Barack Obama cheating on Michelle. You know what I'm saying with 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 with, with, with Miley Cyrus. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine that, Courtney? Could, could you imagine the hell that would break loose if it, if anything like that ever came out? Oh, that'd be crazy. It would be crazy. I mean, that would be crazy, but it would be crazy if there was a show that depicted that. I can pro- see that's where it becomes. That's where you really got to be real about it. No one would watch that. In fact, there would be outrage over it. And if you're a woman, specifically a black woman, who is disagreeing with that, you need to look in the mirror and, and just stop lying. Stop lying to yourself and be honest because you know darn well you would not watch it. 
In fact, you if if you did watch it, you would only watch out of just pure pissed offness. You know what I'm saying? Be honest. The only reason it's okay is because you know it's you you hear so many women. We in fact last night's show was a rebroadcast of our our special on interracial dating. Where we talked about the real reasons why black men are dating white women. Why we talked about the real reasons white women, or excuse me, black women are turning to white men. And one of the reasons is, like we talked about last night, is that you're seeing more and more women, black women, who are fed up with their experiences with black men. So instead of changing their actions, because what do you have? You have, okay, let's say, let's see, I meet you, right? As the man, the man tells the woman, oh, yeah, we're going to be together. I love you. You're beautiful. I see a future with you. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I'm not talking to anybody else. Okay, oh, my gosh, really? The panties drop. You know, the sex the sex happens. So after the sex happens, it's like, oh, wait, you you don't see a future with me. You are seeing other women, and, you you, you know, it's now you're just going to stop calling me? And that's been their history over the years. You know, or let's have sex for six months. You know, while we're quote unquote working on something, you know what I'm saying, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's you know it's it, it fizzles away after you've given a year of your yourself and your body and your heart to this man, only to get nothing in return. You see, you see the pattern. So instead of changing your behaviors, ladies, you say, okay, I'm I'm not going to change my behavior, and it's just that the, the men are the problem. Not not the fact right, that I keep having sex with these men. That, not that. Not the fact that I keep settling for a non-committal relation or situation that is being marketed as a relationship, but it's a situation, right? It's not the fact that I keep getting into those situations. I keep settling for a man who deep down doesn't want me. It's the fact that these black men are afraid of commitment. That's what it is. It's not the fact that they want to commit to a woman who actually keeps their legs closed. It's not that, right? See, the problem is no these, and this is where it becomes. We got to get into the fellas because the problem is one of the problems is there are no black men in today's society. The fathers aren't around. The pastors are afraid to talk about it. The book authors, the, the talk show hosts, they they want to keep selling books. So really, no one look around you. When is the last time, Courtney, you heard a black man tell black women to keep their freaking legs closed? When is the last time? Who is the last person you heard say that? You. <laughs> other, other than, than you, no one. Yeah, other than you, no one. Ladies, anyone, if you guys know of someone, I want to hear from you. Let me know. I don't want to have the monopoly on this topic. We need more black men, whether they're famous, whether they're not famous. All I require is that they have a set of testicles. That's all that's needed. They have a set of testicles and the balls to tell black women, hey, ladies, we don't want the freaks. We don't want the Beyonce's. We don't want the Nicki Minaj's. We want a woman who's actually classy. We actually want a woman who keeps her legs closed. Like, I really don't want to be able to have sex with her on the first night. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want that. I actually, we're looking for wives. We need more black men to say that to these women. Stop being afraid of these women, ladies. Or excuse me, men. 
You know what I'm saying? Ladies, you, you can't keep, you know, settling for these situations and then wondering why you're getting the results that you're getting. I haven't even touched an outline tonight. There, this is there is no outline for tonight's show. This will probably be the first time in 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 a long time that I have. You know what I'm saying? This is all up. This is just what needs to be said. No preparation for this show. I wasn't even going to be live tonight. I was going to do a rebroadcast, but I said, you know what? We got to talk about this stuff. You know what I'm saying? This is this is what's the pro. This is the problem. How do you go to a black church with thousands of black women and the pastor never says anything about keeping your legs closed? When the Bible speaks all throughout the Old Testament about fornication and the effects of it and the consequences of it. How how does you ask yourself, why does your pastor never tell le- the, the vast majority of women in the congregation, hey, the, this is what the word of God says about fornication. This is what will happen to you. This is what happened to Ahola and Aholiba in Ezekiel 23 as a result of being hoes, as a result of being prostitutes. We did a whole in-depth analyzation the other night on our special on betrayal about how God views prostitution and, uh, and women just like Olivia Pope. So, ladies, you have to be careful who you're looking up to, who and what you're looking up to. Because if you're looking up to Olivia Pope, then you certainly ain't looking up to Jesus Christ. And you cannot. And if you're looking up to Olivia Pope, then that means most likely you are exhibiting those same types of behaviors. I'm just, I'm just saying, ladies. This, you know, this has to change if we are going to change. Any thoughts on that, Courtney? I mean, it's so true. I mean, we really do have to do some some serious um, self-reflection. Like, sometimes when I go on Facebook on the nights of um, Scandal specifically, like, I see people, like, really just getting so hyped about it. Oh, we're going to get popcorn, and we're it, – it's crazy, like, how much black women, you know, really get into the, the show. And, and you know what? I used to be one of them. But it's like we have to get out of that and really change our behaviors um, in order just to change, you know, the black community. It, it starts with us. So. Right. I mean, you you can't. It starts with us, like you just said, ladies. You can't say, all right, I want a, you know, a, a, a husband who will love me and cherish me, and I'm I'm going to be this great wife when you are an adulterer or you are rooting for an adulterer. Like, how does that even work? How do you you now see? Because the irony there is that you would you would be, and mo, and in most cases you have been mad as hell at the Olivia Pope in your life. This is where it becomes the, the irony is like is crazy. How do you love Olivia Pope, but you wanted to fight the Olivia Pope in your life who was having sex with your man? Where, where 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 do they do that at? You know what I mean? You 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 know you you went through his cell phone, right? You you went on his Facebook. You 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 cracked the code to his you know his inbox, and you saw a whole bunch of stuff that you shouldn't have seen from from an Olivia Pope, and you wanted to fight him and her, but you love Olivia Pope who is doing the same exact thing. To uh, the the president's wife. How how is that okay? 
is it justified? It's like, oh, it happened to you, so it's, I guess it's okay. Or is it just because she's white? You know, I guess that it's okay because she, because then you know, a president is white and a black woman. It's the black woman's revenge, I guess. You know, it's, no matter how you justify it, it's it's ridiculous. Everyone knows that. There's not a person within the sound of my voice that does not see the the ridiculous the ridiculous nature of what we are discussing this evening. You know what I'm saying? And it's just it's laughable that the only place you will ever hear anything like this is right here on the Data on Tolbert. That's that's actually the funniest thing about this whole thing. It's actually not funny at all. It's actually sad. The fact that no one will 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 speak on the ridiculous nature and the hypocrisy of the black community. You know, fifteen years ago when Nelly came out you know, when we used to sneak and watch uh, Uncut late at night because we weren't allowed, like I told you earlier, we were only allowed to watch the Cosby show. Yeah, we would try to sneak sometimes and watch Uncut, you know, to, to watch the, uh, the, you know, the crazy, the, you know, the sex videos. And, you know, I remember about 15 years ago when Tip Drill came out, right, you know, black women all over the country, this is the most craziest thing that no one will talk about. As if it just d- didn't happen. I remember like it was yesterday. Nelly came, made a song about you know entitled Tip Drill. Google the song, Google the video, and uh, and, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, Tip Drill. It's a hood classic. Like every man knows Tip Drill, because at that time nothing like that had come out. That you know, and it was a it was a lot of stuff going on in the video, but a bunch of naked women run around, and Nelly swipes a credit card through one of the women's. You know, booties. You know, as she and she liked it. Everyone thought it was funny. It was like, oh my, wow! He just swiped the credit card. Do you did you see Tip Drill? Oh yeah, I remember that. Everybody knows Tip Drill, but see the thing about it is, is that a lot of women. I remember specifically the women down at Spelman at the time. They or you know they they organized a rally. To because uh, Nelly was supposed to come there not for a concert, you know. Actually, he was coming there for a concert, but he was coming to do a concert to benefit sickle cell anemia to raise money for it because his sister at the time had sickle cell and she ultimately died from that disease. And so that's always been something that he's been passionate about raising money for. Would you know that the black women on that campus got together and protested him coming? And allow and disallowed him to come, even though the proceeds would benefit a disease that kills thousands of people every year. They protested that because he was objectifying women, right? That's that's now that's what people protested back in the day. Black women protested hoish behavior back in the day. Now. Not only do women not protest hoish behavior, but they love hoish behavior. What do you mean by that? They don't, well, Olivia Pope is a whore on television. She she portrays herself to be a hoe. You're saying, wait a minute, that's a little harsh. But I bet that woman who had sex with your man was a hoe, though, right? You know, how is Olivia Pope not a hoe when the woman who had sex with your boyfriend from a couple of years ago, I bet you you called her a hoe, right? Courtney, that dude that, 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 that you know what I'm saying, that you were dealing with who had sex with that other woman, I'm sure you had some not-so-good things to say about that young woman, I'm sure. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some of them I said to her face, yes. That's what I'm saying. We got to be honest about this thing. We got to stop fronting about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a talk show that has been on. We've been on the air for six years now. You know, at one point I was I was a newbie. You know, but this is what I do now. This is what I've been doing. You know, this is nothing new. We've always talked about these issues. And there have to be some newbies. There have to be some people who are afraid to call out the hypocrisy, not just on a general level, although that's important, but specifically the hypocrisy that exists amongst black women. The only way we can save our women is to confront our women and expose and and, and ultimately get rid of hoish behavior. How is that going to happen, Daydon? Well, it's going to happen by encouraging successful, positive relationships that will bring about and produce you know, great two-parent loving, you know, marriages, like actual marriages, because there's no way you can be stable and, and, and have stability in a household, you know what I'm saying, that's being raised by a single-parent home. There's, that's not stable. That's not biblical. That's not how, in no disrespect to the single moms, because we just did a classic show on how to become a successful single mom. See, because that that's not a death sentence. Just because you're a single mom, you don't have to stay a single mom. You can do the things necessary for God to bless you with a husband. Don't just don't just suck it up and oh well, oh, okay, I'm a single mom. I'm just going to be a single mom. No, you don't have to be a single mom. No, you do the things necessary to become emotionally available, to respect yourself, have a great personality, and God will bless you with the, with a great stepfather for for your kids and a husband for you, which is what you want, isn't it? You know, but at the, but and I'm saying this. I'm, a lot of women say, well, why are you focusing on the women? I'm focusing on the women because you ladies determine what happens. You control everything. You have the power. Some women say, "Where? When are you going to do the shows that empower women?" I tell you, well, you must be a psycho. You might. When's the last time you listened to the show? Because we talk about empower women all the time. This right here is women's empowerment. If you listen, you know, if you put your guard down and you understand that this is not a show designed to attack black women. This is a show designed to help black women get stop their hoish behavior and get what they ultimately want out of life, which is love. From a biblical perspective. See, you guys got to realize, there's nothing. You say, well, you're bashing women. Well, I wonder what God did then. What, what did God do in the Old Testament? Because there's nothing that I've said on this show that cannot be found right in Ezekiel 23, all throughout the Bible. Nothing that I've said. Everything I've said is right in the Bible. Someone wants to challenge that, we can, you know what I'm saying, we can get into it. <clears throat> but that's what I'm saying to you. See, a lot of people don't read the Bible. A lot of people are not familiar with verses that don't start with John 3.16 or Genesis 1.1. You know, they know those verses, but when it comes to what God said about hoes, what God said about fornication, what God said about homosexuality, what God said about a lot of different things they're unfamiliar with. So when I say stuff like this, like, whoa, what are you talking about? What do you mean? It says it right there, right there in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? It's like, whoa, so you, you can say, I hate Dadon, or I disagree with Dadon. You don't disagree with me. You're disagreeing with what the Word of God says. 
You're disagreeing. Well, you know, your, your conviction is causing you to disagree because the things that I'm saying, you feel like I'm talking to you. But I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everyone. So this is what we've got to talk about tonight. Okay, what can what can black men do? You know, because really at the end of the day, once you ladies keep your legs closed, take those weaves out your hair, lighten up on the makeup, you know what I'm saying, get in the gym, stop having sex with the ex, what we're going to see is the you're going to avoid the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players, and the psychos, the scumbags of the world. You're going to avoid those men. You're going to hop, skip, and jump right over those men, and you're going to be found by the godly men of the world. Because what I just described, women who don't have the qualities I just described, they're going, they're looking for those types of women. And so when we find those types of women, they do what I did. You know, they get married. They have babies. They have a household. You know, they, they, they stop going to the clubs. See, a lot, and it's it's amazing that, you know, I, my schedule was pretty tight as it is as far as counseling, but don't you guys realize I, I possess, like, the key the key to life, the key to happiness. Because the, And the reason why I say that is because I've been on both sides of the coin. Every woman within the sound of my voice should be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can tell you exactly what to do to stop attracting the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and players, and tell you exactly what to do to be found by a man who will love you and commit to you and build a family with you and have a future with you. I can tell you both things, like, step by step by step. In fact, I do that every single day. It's called the five-phase cycle towards achieving 100% emotional availability to be found by the man that God has for you. That's what I do. You know, eight five five fifty five day down. That's what I do. But yet, a lot of women they hear this type of stuff and they say, "Whoa," because it's unfamiliar. It's quote unquote controversial. It's nothing controversial about anything I've said. Controversial will be saying that the sky is red. That would be controversial because everyone knows it's not. It's not red. All I'm saying is, look, ladies, you're beautiful. You're beautiful without the weave. You're beautiful with your breast actually in your shirt. You're beautiful when you respect yourself. That's it. That, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't need to be a freak. You don't need to twerk. What the heck is twerking? You look ridiculous. Colorful weaves, red, yellow, orange. Look like the freaking like a rainbow or something. You know? I'm just I'm just asking like I got on a, a yellow polo shirt right now. Like, why would you have yellow hair? Why would you have pink hair, fuchsia, purple, or or all of them rolled up into one? Like, Courtney, what is that? Yeah, that doesn't even make any kind of sense. Now, I don't know how women think that's attractive because well, it's you did. not. It's you like, thought well, it was attractive? You thought it was attractive I back in the day, didn't you? Wait, pause. I didn't wear a colorful weave. I'm talking about the colors now. Don't try to call me out. Oh, I'll just oh, play. Wow. I, I did, <laughs> but no, I did wear, uh, you know, weaves and and wigs and uh, yeah. Now I see how ridiculous it looks now. Right. You know, and you know, guy, I, I I mess around with Courtney just because she's able to be honest, and that's what I respect about Courtney is because is her honesty. 
A lot of women out here will do these things but will not be honest about it. Instead of just being honest and be like, wow, you know what, they don't, I can relate to a lot of the things that you're saying, they will front about it and even debate about it and even argue about it. And because I'm speaking from a biblical perspective, they won't, you know what I'm saying, there's nothing that they can say from that, you know, that makes any type of sense. Because anything outside of the Bible makes no sense. What's, there's no truth, you know, if it's outside of the word of God. It's of the devil. So if I'm saying, hey, look, everything I'm saying can be found right in the word of God, and you're debating with me, what are you talking about? Right? So that's why I say just be honest with yourself. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, shout out to Cheryl. She just inboxed me with uh, about Tim Alexander, who made Diary of a, a Tired Black Man. Shout out to him. I respect that that movie. If you guys missed my special on his movie, Entitled by you know with that same exact title, Diary of a Bl- uh, uh, Mad Black Man. Listen to it because it's a great movie, and our show on that movie and talking about the issues discussed in that movie was excellent. Where we talked, it was a barbershop talk. I remember like it was just a couple years ago, but myself, Gerald, Dre, I think a couple other people, Virgil, you know, we all chimed in about that that topic. But like you know, it's great. And I'm, let me just say. I'm not saying that there there's no one out there that 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 speaks the truth. You know, that's not I'm not saying that there is nobody, but what I'm saying is I'm sure there are. Now I may not know of them, and if I do, it's like they're few and very far between. But if you know of people, just encourage them. And whether it's an author, whether it's a talk show, whether it's a, a motivational I mean, a pastor, whoever, support them. You know, and spread the word about them the same way you spread the word about this show, because that's how this is going to change. That when you look at on a large, you can't just say, okay, like somebody was like, yeah, you should go into TV and you should get a show on BT. Well, for what? That way, at that point, it'll be watered down because th- there's no place in mainstream media for what I'm talking about now. Mainstream media is designed to keep the black man down and keep the black woman on her back. That's what it's designed to do. I'm trying to fix the problem. So why would I join the mainstream media and become part of the problem? That doesn't make any sense. You know? Next thing you know, I'm throwing up 666 signs all the time. You know, adjusting my glasses like with the three fair. Come on now. I'm not I'm not selling out, selling my Oh yeah, let's sell my let's let's go from helping women change their lives Right and being on my way to heaven and and be, doing things that are pleasing to God to be on NBC or BET or TV One and having sold my soul to get there. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Let, as a matter of fact, let me just go ahead and do that. Like, come on, that's crazy. Can you even picture that? Can you guys even see me selling out like some of these Steve Harvey types of guys? Do I sound like I'm a sellout? Do I sound like I'm gonna conform? to what the mainstream media puts out here on these ridiculous TV shows and radio, go turn on your radio. Go turn on your radio and tell me what you hear. You're going to hear a bunch of foolishness. You're going to hear, I'll tell you, I don't care where you are. We're heard all over the world already. You know what I'm saying? I don't advertise. I haven't sold my So We're already heard. Where, wherever you live, that's where I'm heard. You know what I'm saying? Court, you guys know where you live. You, know, you don't live in where I am. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Come on. I don't have to sell anything for that. God takes this show wherever it needs to go. But neither, that's neither here nor there. Courtney, you, you know. I mean, I'm just saying, can, can you see that? Oh, I, 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 
I know that you wouldn't do anything like that, but I think a lot of people, they don't know really what goes on in, you know, mainstream media to know that it's not of God. No matter how they try to paint it, no, it's not of God. And so what we do on this show is of God. So, no, you're not going to go commercial. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> one thing I want to tell you all, this, this is probably about the third live show that I've shared this scripture, but... I, we will, it's always it's been applicable the last three shows. Whether it was the definition of love show, which we're, this, this is the absolute best of the show. Every show gets better. You guys realize that now, right? The definition of love show, the betrayal show, and now this show. We're only going to get realer. <clears throat> it's only going to get better. I don't care. We uh, this is we're well over a thousand shows, but every show from this point on will get better and better and better and realer and realer because it's like time for fun and games is over. Just like the world keeps getting worse, this show is going to keep getting better. You know what I'm saying? And I'm excited about that. But here's the scripture. It says, let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Well, And, and you've really got to look at that. You know what I mean? And we, as we talked about the other night, Olivia Pope is sexually immoral. Olivia Pope is adulterous. It says God will judge her and judge women like her. You know, you you should, it says let marriage be held in honor. I counsel women. I you know I ask women. The first thing I ask women, I said, well look, you know I change people's lives. So if we're gonna work together, I ask them. I said, well what's the goal? You know what do you what's your goal? Is it is it love? Is it marriage? Is it you know? Because if that's not the goal, I can't really help you. A lot of women will tell me straight up, well you know I'm not really in. They, one woman she was off the she was talking some crazy stuff. She's talking about the most high, you know, and she aspires to be joined by the universe and, you know, and talking all this crazy. I'm like, the universe? What the heck is the universe? The universe? What are you talking about? You know, she she was just saying, well, no, I, I don't want marriage. I said, so you, why uh, why don't you want marriage? Well, no, I just, we, I, that's just a... That's just a piece of paper. I said, well, actually, it's a, one of the most sacred things that, you know, a, it's a covenant between you and God and your partner and God. I mean, to be honest with you, it's a, when two souls become one, you make a covenant with God to bless your union. So that I said, that's actually what it is. So it's, it's, a, it's a lot more than a piece of paper if you want to be technical about it. But she's like, no, I just don't, you know, it's not for me. And the only, and you, that's become a you know more and more common um thought and feeling amongst women because what of what they've seen because of what they've experienced all they've seen is hurt pain strife anger you know discord so it's like well if that's what marriage or a lot of women you know are actually divorced so if they're saying well you know i i don't want marriage because of what I experienced in my own marriage, well, what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Your marriage doesn't have anything to do. If you got married to someone who was other than the man that God has for you, that means that he was sent from the devil to destroy you. So if you're dealing with someone who, who is of God and the situation is of God, then why would it be anything like someone sent from the enemy? So to say that you don't want marriage because of your past marriage is ridiculous. God can send you somebody totally different. 
That's like me going to a restaurant and having horrible food, horrible service, and like, well, I'm never going out to eat again. Well, that would that wouldn't make sense. Just go to a different restaurant, you know. Go to some place that you know that that is act that actually has good reviews, and you'll be fine. Do it the right way, and you won't have to worry about getting into a marriage. You didn't know about me when you were married. You didn't know about the Data on Tolbert show when you were married or before you were married, and that's fine. But now you do. Now you have this information. A lot of people didn't have this information before. A lot of people hit me up. They say, well, Dana, I wish I would have had this information when I was young. I wish I would have had a father like you growing up. I wish you did too. You know what I'm saying? It's unfortunate, but we're, you know, now's the time to start Start now. You know, that's all, that's all you have to do. Now, <laughs> this is funny. Real quick, I, you know, we, we read a little bit of this the other night. But I posted this on, um, you know, on Friday night. I didn't even, or no, always, no, Thursday, right as scandal came on, I said I just post two scriptures. That's all. I, I literally posted posted two scriptures. Um, one of them being was this one. I'll just uh, read it. It says, "This is what the Sovereign Lord says: Bring a mob against them and give them over to terror and plunder." For the mob will stone them and cut them down with their swords, and they will kill their their sons and daughters and burn down their houses. So I will put an end to lewdness in the land, that all women may take warning and not imitate you. You will suffer the penalty for your lewdness and bear the consequences of your sins of idolatry, and then you will know that I am the Sovereign Lord. Now, if you missed an in-depth analyzation of that, definitely check out the archives of, uh, what was that, Tuesday Night Show. But... One thing that I post that that women need to realize about this it says that you will about imitation. You know, it says that all women I'll do this. I'll put an end to the lewdness, the prostitution, the hoish behavior so that all women may take warning and not imitate you. Well, when scandal comes on, you got to realize black women they they imitate Olivia Pope. They put her on this pedestal. They imi- think about that. All the things that God says about adultery and the punishment and the penalty of adultery, but women are putting an adulterer up on a pedestal, imitating her. Is that you know how can you love God? How can you be a child of God and and, and put up on a pedestal and idolize an adulterer? Right. That doesn't make any kind of sense at all. That's crazy to me. Right, right, right. Let me read something else. And, and shout out to Cheryl. She posted this. Cheryl's great. She posts a lot of great scriptures over in the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group. If you guys aren't in there, definitely add yourselves because this is, you know, this is where lives are changed. This is, and it's a place for friends. Let me just tell you that. I mean, no psychos allowed. No, no, no uh, haters. No non-Christians. Nobody coming to debate. You, you know, you'll as soon as you. Come in, you'll be exited right out if that's what you're about. I promise. No, no time for foolishness. No time for games. If you don't like me, or or if I don't like you, there's clearly no place for you in the friends of the Dayton Torah. It's just for cool people. You know, people who love. You know, what I'm saying that's just what it is. But Cheryl, you know, posted this scripture that is excellent, and I want to share it with you guys. It says, and because they did not think it worthwhile to acknowledge God. God delivered them to a worthless mind to do what is morally wrong. 
They're filled with all unrighteousness, evil, greed, and wickedness. They are full of envy, murder, quarrels, deceit, and malice. They're, they are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, arrogant, proud, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. Although they know full well God's just sentence that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but they even applaud others who practice them. That is an amazing scripture right there. That's Whoa. crazy. It says all these things that people do, not only do they also do those things, but they applaud others and put them on that pedestal. That's what you see on Thursday nights on Facebook. Wow. That is amazing. What um do you know what scripture that is? Uh, oh my I'm sorry, I didn't even read this. That's uh Romans one twenty eight. Okay. Wow. That what yeah, do you think about that's it? I'm like you see I'm like well you don't see it, but you hear I'm like I'm speechless right now. Um, shout out to Cheryl. She does post some great scriptures, even some scriptures I have never seen before. So, But at the same time, very applicable to what's going on in today's society. So I think that was amazing. 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 <laughs> what, what, does, that, does that sound like a certain TV show? The God-haters, the arrogant, the proud the boastful inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. Doesn't that sound like a gladiator or something? <laughs> that's what they call themselves, right? Gladiators? Yeah, yeah, that's what I start laughing. Yeah, it's definitely scandal. Definitely scandal. This is what we got to do. I want to do a couple of advice questions. You know, you cool with that, Courtney? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, we'll we'll get to that though. I want to read something though. <laughs> I know I'm I'm I I can be a psycho sometimes. Yes, you can. You didn't see the the sh- the show that that started everything off with Joe Morton. No, I, I mean I saw him on like the season finale last season, but I didn't see this first episode. No. So you just decided not to watch it, huh? I told you. Mm mm. Can I can I read the speech? Yeah, I want to listen. Yeah, I, I want to I want to read this speech. You've gotten yourself into a little bit of trouble, trouble, Olivia, and I'm here to fix it. You raised your skirt, you opened your knees, and gave it away to a man with too much power. You're not rare. You're not special. Your story is no different from a thousand other stories in this town. So you know how this goes. And it's, it's it's more than that, <clears throat> but I just you know I just wanted to share that he really went off on her, and you just missed it, Courtney. What do you think about that? I know. Does that sound? I know, but listen. Oh, keep going. Oh no no no, no go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to say um, I didn't see that episode, but I've been hearing so much about it. And I've been asking people about it, and it's like, you know, if you haven't seen that episode, make sure you go online and just see that, like, one clip, that one speech. It was powerful. So, 
even though I didn't see it, I'm going to go back and see it because I've been hearing stuff like since it premiered. I've been hearing about that. So people have been talking about it. I'm so glad he told her that. Yeah, I'm so happy he told her that, and I wasn't expecting that because, you know, her promiscuity and hopelessness was being glorified. Like, I didn't think anybody was ever going to call her out on it. Right. What I was going to say about that is that a lot of women, they don't have fathers to say those things. Have you noticed that? Yeah. It was actually, it it was funny because he said, you've gotten yourself into a little bit of trouble. But the reality is, how many women out here get themselves into trouble but never have men there to fix it, never have fathers there to fix it? You know, how many men will never say, you raised your skirt, you opened your legs and gave it away to a man with too much power? A lot of men are uncomfortable talking about those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely what's going on out here. I should say what's not going on (laughs) because I I never had that. You know, I never had um, my father tell me that, and I know a lot of black women out there can't even relate, you know, to that conversation. And a lot of times black women will look at him and be like, oh, he was being harsh. No, he wasn't being harsh. He was being real, and that's what a father should be. But just because we're not used to that, it does seem like it comes off harsh, but it's out of love. Right, it's out of love. Any personal experiences you wanted to share about Uh, as far as your, your experiences with your father? Yeah, you know, I just really, I really wish that we would have had um, you know, those conversations and we didn't. I mean, I'm thankful to know that, you know, I knew he loved me, but, you know, he he didn't really give me, you know, that type of insight and, you know, those conversations. It was kind of, you know, he was dropping by, you know, here and there when he could because, as I stated before on previous shows, you know, he was um, a drug addict. So he really couldn't be available to me like I would have wanted him to be. And so, um, you know, we didn't really have those type of deep, you know, conversations. And if and if we ever did, it was after it was too late. It was after I had done something already, you know, and so not, not beforehand to even prevent me from doing something wrong. How do you think your, your life may have changed had you had a different situation with your father? Um... I'll say I I probably, you know, I wouldn't have attracted, you know, the men that I did um, because I tended to uh, attract men that, you know, um, talked down to me, were verbally abusive, um, really just, you know, using me for sex. And and most importantly, even though I attracted those people, I I stayed around longer than I should have. And so I, I think that if my father and I had a different relationship, that I would have attracted an elite man. You know, I wouldn't have had to go through that. But at the same time, I'm thankful because I learned a lot from it and I'm able to, you know, have, share my testimony and be a blessing to others. What advice would you give to other women maybe in the same situation? I would tell women that are in that situation or, you know, really they don't have a father that's consistently around, really um, – the first thing I would suggest is forgiveness because I know a lot of times, 
you know, not having a father there like you want him to, it causes you to be bitter. And because you're bitter and you, you feel angry, that's going to resonate. Like, that's going to come out in all of your interactions with men. So the first step really is to forgive that man um, for not being in your life. Not for him, but most importantly, for you and so that you can heal and so that you can move forward. And if possible, if it's eight, if you know, you're able to salvage the relationship, do so. But if not, just know that God is your father and he will always be there and he will never leave you nor will he forsake you. Tell us a little bit about your counseling services. So I um, I work with women. You know, I provide counseling from both a female and a biblical perspective. And a lot of the things that we talk about, um, you know, are based, on, you know, things that I've personally gone through. And I think that's what's very helpful because it makes it um, relatable. So it's, you know, we're blending, you know, the word of God as well as things that I've gone through and, and I, you know, I can share with them and, you know, able to be, you know, someone they can, you know, lean on and, and talk to. So, you know, for those women out there that, you know, really would desire to speak to a woman and would like to hear a female perspective, definitely contact me. Um, you know, I provide, you know, relationship coaching. So I can be contacted by emailing me at Courtney at TRCToday.com or you can call our um, our number, which is 855-55-DAY-9. Courtney, one of the, this is what I want to do. If As a woman, you, would you say that you were Olivia Pope at one point? Yes. It, Explain exactly how you specifically were and what we are seeing in today's society that specifically needs to change from women similar to to you from exhibiting that type, same type of behavior. I I saw similarities in myself because I felt that, you know, I, I enjoyed that attention. The attention that, you know, Olivia enjoys from the president, it's, it's like she knows that she can't have him but at the same time, he's filling a void for her, and he's providing her, you know, with attention. And that's something that I can directly relate to, you know, just, you know, it wasn't really all about the sex for me more so than just having someone around and having someone to fill that void and having someone to replace, you know, uh, that feeling or, you know, where where my father should have been. Like, my father should have been providing me with attention instead of a man. And also, I can, you know, relate to Olivia just as far as um, feeling like, you know, using sex as a weapon or feeling that I was powerful or, you know, just feeling myself as a result of it, as a result of receiving that attention. It kind of boosted my self-esteem and, you know, made me feel better about myself. And that is what has to stop your self-esteem, you know, should never be based on the affirmation of others and definitely not through sex. And so, I mean, it needs to start with us realizing that we don't have to, you know, get attention by opening our legs. It's just being ourselves. You don't need to look for attention. You don't need to seek for attention from people. Just be yourself and just love yourself for who God truly made you, and then he will introduce you to the right man for you, not someone you have to seek you know, you have to go after to receive attention, not someone that doesn't have, you know, a lot of time for you and just can fix you in or pencil you in. You don't have to deal with that, you know, when you realize who you are in Christ. You mentioned sex as a weapon. What is that? What is that term? 
Well, I I just used it. I mean, I felt like I felt like I was powerful. You know, I felt that you know because I was having sex with him, that guy that I had some type of power over him, and I I can you know control him and you know manipulate him um, into doing what I wanted him to do. And that's like that's not that's not a way to be. And I see a lot of women out there um, doing that. And that's not you shouldn't have to be in a situation where you feel like you have to play games because anytime you know there are games being played, that's to tell you that God is not in that situation at all. And that just needs to just stop. It's just better just to wait until marriage. You don't have to use sex. Period as a weapon. It's funny, I was talking with my buddies, we actually went up to the gun range, uh, not the gun range, the uh, uh, Pennsylvania gun show this afternoon, and uh, we were talking, and one of the next shows that you guys hear us do, maybe in about a week or so, we're going to be doing a show on sex games. Now, somebody may say, well, hold on, they don't, like, why, so I'm just telling you, so when you see the, the, the flyer, like, you know, you see the title, you're like, whoa. What's that all about? We've talked about sex from a lot of different perspectives. We just uh, perspectives. We just recently did a show on sex in the black community, as in, in talking about the role that it plays um, in in our community and, and the um, consequences of it of sin. But we, you know, and we've even done a show in the past on the games being played in and out of the bedroom. Right, I remember that one. That was like one of my favorite shows. <laughs> Yeah, specifically on sex games, you know what I'm saying, and the games that specifically have to do with, you know, the the okay, the tug of war with the panties, the um, yeah, I'm gonna give it to you, but I'm gonna make you work for it. I'm looking for a sponsor. You do this for me, I'll give you the sex, or maybe even the illusion, you know, or the hope that there will be sex. So there's, there's, I mean, you guys don't need me to tell you what type of sexual games exist. You know, you wanting to do it, excuse me, but but making him think that it's going to be a lot harder than it actually is. So, you know, definitely look out for that show. But, you know, it's the whole thing should not be done. There should be no such thing as a sex game. But because there is, you know, I feel like we have to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we have to talk. If, if you're going to do it, understand the consequences of it. And, um, you know, it is. But you shouldn't do it because the wages of sin are death whether that's the sin of homosexuality, the sin of murder, the sin of sex. I mean, you know, whatever the sin is, there's going to be dire consequences. But it's important. You can't just talk about the sin without talking about, without talking about the sin and without, you know, in its realest, most pure form and also not talking about the consequences. So, um, But, yeah, there's that. So and I wanted to focus on the, the, the speech, though, uh, from Joe Morton's character just because, it you know it's what a lot of women need to hear. Now the funny thing is, you hear Olivia Pope give a lot of speeches. You hear her saying a whole bunch of stuff, but when you you know very rarely do you see her getting told off like that. It wasn't a lot of like, oh yeah, he told her and da 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 da. That's what people should have been hype over. You know he's straight because you've never heard anything like that before. Most fathers will never say, yo, you wait. He sounded like me for real, for real. He said, you've gotten yourself into trouble, and I'm here to fix it. You raised your skirt, you opened your legs, and gave it away to a man with too much power. He even said, you're not rare, and you're not special. 
your story is no different from thousands of other stories in this town. And that's really what, you know what I'm saying, that's true. You know, and that's when you, when it comes to sexual games, when it comes to uh, using sex as a weapon, a lot of women think that they are special. They think that what's attached to their hips on the backside makes them special. Newsflash, ladies, these men out here in 2013 are not impressed with a big butt and some nice jeans, a big butt and some white shorts, a big butt and some tights. Those days are long gone. We've seen one. We've seen them all. You've seen one set of breasts. You've seen them all. Trust me on that. It's nothing special about you naked that he has not seen over a hundred times already. I can almost guarantee you that. And no disrespect, I'm just saying. And that's, and I'm about to piss some people off, but that's if you look good with those clothes off. That's just assuming you look good with the clothes off. I'm saying you could be a per- your body could be a perfect ten, and there's still nothing special about that because all I dealt with back in the day were tens. You know what I'm saying? You guys know Mar from the group shot to Mar if he's tuned in. He tells you straight up. He what do you say? If it, if it ain't an eight, I can't relate. If you and if you missed our special on the definition of a dime, you know and I know that. The physical makes up a portion of what we as men consider to be a dime. It's not solely about uh, the physical, but, you know, the body is good. So all I'm saying is no matter how good you look, with clothes on or without clothes on, there's still nothing special about you. What makes you special is actually what's on the inside. That's why Joe Morton's character told him of the above. He's like, look, and she ain't even got nobody. He said, look, it, your story is no different from a thousand other stories. Whereas she's thinking, and a lot of women are thinking, like, oh, my God, she's this special person. Is that not, is that, is that not deep? That's crazy. <laughs> people think, like, people think that that makes no sense, but... Then again, they probably think that, like, about themselves. I know at one point I thought I was, like, special. I thought I was the best thing since life spread, so. Why? Um, Because I thought I was special because, um, you know, I had a nice body and I felt like I could use that, you know, to get what I wanted, to get attention. And, you know, I thought I was special that uh, – I thought I was special because – you know, I hadn't slept with a lot of people, although I was playing sex games. I wasn't acknowledging that part of it. But I just thought, well, I haven't slept with a lot of people, so that makes me special, even though, you know, I'm going to play games with them and make them think that they're going to get it and they're not. Like, I would do silly things like that, yet in the back of my head thought, thought you know, that I was a great woman, and I wasn't. Right. And, and that's, and I, like I said earlier, I respect that honesty because, like you said, a, a body you know, is nothing. I mean, it's white girls out here with bodies. I mean, that's, I've seen, it's, it's, there's no difference now. Back in the day, like, okay, she's got a body of a black girl, she got a body of a, there's no difference now. A lot of people are still living in 1985, 1990, where it was like a noticeable difference between black women's bodies and bodies of other, you know, of other races. Now there's no difference. White girls got the same body as black girls. A lot of Asians, you know what I'm saying? They now have the bodies of like how the white girls used to be, and you know what I'm saying? It's like, but there's no difference. 
There's no difference, right. guys. You go to and, and this the things that I say, and, and I, I, you know, I try to be as honest as possible. But the things that I say, you know, come directly from the mouths of men from literally all over. I don't know. You don't speak for all men. Well, I never claim to speak for all men. I, I give you guys my opinion as well as share the opinions of literally thousands of other men who I interact with on a regular basis. So, you know, that's just where the, where it comes from. Now, you can hear these things and say, okay, well, I'm still not going to listen, but that would just be foolish. You know, that just would not be, you know, in fact, like perfect example, last night I said it's unfortunate. And I wasn't even bashing anybody. I wasn't, you know, coming to anybody's next, but I was really just saying that it's unfortunate that in today's society more, you know, so few single black women understand how much we as men love Seeing our woman or seeing a woman literally fresh from the the hair salon with her real hair done and, and glistening and gleaming, there's and I'm just let me just tell you guys like you know just on air that there are very few things more attractive, you know like you come I mean it doesn't even have to be you know done in like some type of elaborate style you might just have a little bob or just have it out like we call it a uh, Straight, bone straight, is that what you call it? I don't, I don't know the terminology. Yeah, or a wrap. You, you know, a wrap. That's right. Style. Yeah, th- there's nothing like that's sexy. There's listen, listen. There's no weave style. There's no possible weave or wig style that looks better than a freshly done wrap straight from the uh, beauty salon. Trust me on that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than that. You go home, you wrap it up, do that little tornado thing that y'all do with y'all hair, just do the little, you know, (laughs) wrap it up around, put the, you know what I'm saying, do the Wonder Woman roll with the hair, you know, wrap it up so it stays nice, you wake up in the morning, boom, you straight. Isn't that a lot better than, you know, the the, the weave and the, you know, kind of scratch your hair? I mean, you guys know it's not, it's not comfortable. It's, it's funny, you're you're paying more for it. It doesn't look as good. You you know, you have to maintain it on a more regular basis for something that's just it's like a waste. It's a waste all around and it, and it's keeping you single. A lot of women say, "Well, I am not my hair." Well, yeah, you 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 don't have to be your hair whatever. I don't even know what that means. That, you know, what the <laughs> heck does that even mean? People quoting NDRA who doesn't even wear weaves or wigs. You know what I'm saying? Like just be yourself. So I wanted to touch on that. And like I said, I, we're not, definitely not going to be here till midnight. Probably, you know, won't even be here till 11. Because I just wanted to talk to you all tonight. I didn't really have anything major, you know, planned out. But I knew that I wanted to do a, um, you know, an in-depth analysis of that season premiere, you know, of, of Skin. And I'm sure there will be women who will continue to watch it, you know, as you should. You know, I mean, I'm see. I'm not telling people not to watch the show. If you guys have noticed, any time we talk about it, you've never heard me say, don't watch it. I don't care if you watch it. See, I'm not one of those people, let's let's all get together and boycott scandal. For what? That's not helping me. I'm not trying to take money out of anybody's pocket. I'm not in it from a financial standpoint. I'm not trying to get the show canceled because the show is not the problem. See, people think that the show or these shows or these types of shows are the problem. No, I mean, it's 
the the lack of education behind these shows is the problem. You know, I mean, whether you watch it or not, at least know what it is. I watch the show every week with my wife. My wife watches it, but she knows what it is. You know what I'm saying? I watch it, but I know what it is. Like, I know what Olivia Pope represents. My wife knows what Olivia Pope represents. It is a show. Now, if you want to watch it because you do find it to be entertaining, then watch it because you find it to be entertaining. If you support it because it features an African-American woman as the lead actress on a uh, on a primetime network, then I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. Watch the show. I'm not telling anybody not to watch the show. But if you watch the show, don't watch it because deep down you cry yourself to sleep wishing you were her. Wishing that you were an adulteress, you know what I'm saying? Wishing that you had a relationship like like Fitz and Olivia, like that. Don't watch it for that. That's where it becomes crazy. That's where it becomes problematic. But yeah, so it's not. I mean, the show itself, I don't find it to be a great show. You know what I'm saying? But if you do, I'm not here to tell you. You know, it's not a good show. If you like it, you like it. But just know what it is. In fact, online I said the other day. I said that as long as you have the wrong man in your life, then it's going to be impossible for the right man to come into your life. Because that's where we get into the concept of emotional unavailability. You know, because when you have, you know, a fit in your life, how can God bless you with with, with anybody? How can he bless you with your future husband when you're having you're getting pulled into the electrical closet, you know, and bending over for fits, pulling your skirt up for fits, you know, having emotional feelings for fits? I know I wouldn't deal with anybody who had a fits in their life. Would I mean? Could would you expect a godly man to take a back seat to to the feelings that that Olivia has for fits? No, not at all. That wouldn't even happen. Mm-mm. Right, you know, and it's crazy because like as you if you watch on the show, she can't even be in the same room with him. Like this guy has such a hold on her that all he has to do is walk up on her and she just melts. You know what I'm saying? Like he can just grip her up, kiss her, hike her skirt up, bend her over, turn her around, and she just goes, "Oh, stop! Stop <laughs> it! What are you doing?" Okay. <laughs> Why do women ask that? Why do women ask, "What are you doing?" As if you don't know. Like, crazy. You know it. it it's very crazy. You know, you know exactly what he's doing. <clears throat> you know, you you know what he's doing. You know, back in the day, I remember uh, it was this this uh, adult movie. We'll call him an we'll call it an adult movie. It was like Mr. Marcus. And he was like, "B, shut up! You know what I'm doing," and like, you know what I'm saying, bend her over. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm just being real. Don't, oh, Courtney, don't, don't. You know about Mr. Marcus? Yeah, I know, you know exactly who he is. Yeah. And so do most women. So does everybody. <laughs> everybody. There's a funny story about that. And I've told it before, but you know, since we're in the moment, you know, <laughs> most of you know by now. You should know. My first name is Marcus. My name is Marcus Dadon Tolbert. You know, obviously I go by Dadon, but 
you know, when I call like customer service places or people may call me for different things, they're like, yes, so uh, yes, Mr. Marcus, can you name, can you uh, verify your home address? Like they'll call me Mr. Marcus, and it's always like, yo, please, you know, can you not call me that? <laughs> you know, I mean, now now my wife can call me that, but that's you know that's a whole another thing. No, we'll talk about that another time. TMI, yeah, TMI. That's another another story, but you you see what I'm saying, guys? You know, don't play. That's what, and we'll get more into that when we talk about sex games because there are a lot of games being played, a lot of women fronting. Like they don't know who Mr. Marcus is when in reality they not only do they watch him, but they have you know tried out certain situations and positions and and tricks you know on other people. Let me ask you a quick question, Courtney. Why do a lot of women? And this is like I said, this is what we'll really get into. But why do women? They many of them, if they don't like the guy. They'll just go all out, you know. Like I'm talking about the one night stands. I'm talking about going down, you know, oral sex, you know, all types of tricks, positions. The, the porn star voice comes out, you know what I mean? Like the crazy, you know, demonic face they be putting on. Like that, you, you know, what I'm saying? you never see that face. You you never hear that voice. You're like, yo, who are you right now? Like all of that comes out. But then when it's someone they actually like, they make him. They try to act like they're all. Saved and sanctified. What's that all about? Oh wow! <laughs> I don't know. That's that is. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. I guess they feel like with the guy that they like, you know, they don't want they don't want to feel like they're being judged, you know. So they they want to hold back with certain things. Uh, they want to pretend they're you know someone they're not, just so the guy will take them seriously. But a guy that they don't like and they know, you know, if we know we're never going to see him ever again, it's like, okay, whatever. You see who I am. It doesn't even matter. I don't really like you that much anyways. But that's crazy. I've had so many women. Okay, see, see, sometimes I wonder if people realize who they're talking to, you know what I mean, or who they're listening to, or sometimes who they're talking to, because, like, like I don't know. Like, I, like I didn't at one point have sex with, like, two or three different women a, a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, like as if I don't know about personally everything that I speak about. Sometimes I think people may have forgot, you know, like who I am and some of these stories that I have and the experiences that I have. But the reality is some women will literally go to church, you know, um, with you, you know, get the Holy Ghost or, or claim to get the Holy Ghost, you know, shaking and stuff, you know, speaking in a different language, speaking, you know what I'm saying? Like not even speaking in tongues, but just talking crazy. Going, you know what I'm saying? Get the spirit all up in them, shaking, you know. But then later on that night, shaking in a different way, you know. Why, why are you, why are you laughing about that, Courtney? What's funny? First brother? of all, don't say that like you didn't know that that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> you have to tell right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, like y'all know what you guys do. You know, like, how are you going to be shaken in church, but then literally be shaken in the same exact manner? Like, somebody electric, like, you got tased or something. Like, somebody got you the taser. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Laid out, shaking. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me right now. Like, don't touch me. I want to, hold, I want to cuddle with you. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you tripping. 
You know what I'm saying? That's the crazy. Like, I thought you wanted somebody to cuddle with you. Now you're saying don't touch you? Oh, just wait. A- okay, let me chill. Let me stop. But, but see, this is the type, of, the, the type of realness that we need. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need this type of realness. We need this type of honesty. You know, we did a classic show, Gerald and I, uh, before. Actually, no, it wasn't Gerald. It was actually the fellas, like Marv and Lewis and James, where we talked about uh, church girls, quote-unquote church girls, you know, um, who are wilding out Saturday night. You know, and it's just, it's not, the problem with it is a lot of women are thinking, okay, well, I'll be a lady in the streets, but a freak in the sheets, and that will get him. But ironically, that's what takes away any chance you have at getting us because we don't want a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. We just want a lady. We want a lady, period. We just want a lady. Because if you're a lady, then you'll be a lady regardless. You'll be a lady in the sheets. You'll be a lady in the streets. You'll just be a lady. Nobody wants a freak. That's what people don't realize. See, I've never heard a man say, I want me a freak. I want my wife to be a freak. Never. And I've never heard a man say that. You'll never hear a man say that. And you, no one with some sense. Because men don't want they We've had the freaks. We don't, the, Ladies, we don't marry freaks. So that's why no one would say it. The only people who think that are women. They think that that's what we want. Freaks don't get married. Freaks get sex. You know, on a Friday night, they get he- they give head. They do freaky things. That's what makes them a freak. You can have sex with, them, but you might not be get you might not get the label of being a freak. But you get the label of being a freak by doing freaky things, like letting our homies run a train on you, like you know giving head, like doing all types of tricks, you know, letting us videotape you. Like that's all. Oh, she's a freak. You know, let me. Yeah, matter of fact, yeah, call her up. Like, but she doesn't know me. No, that's cool. Just call her up. She's a freak. It's cool. Like, oh, for real? Oh, all right. Cool. Ladies, you ever got a, a, a strange phone call from a man? Like, a, what's something that seemed like a wrong number? Guess what? It wasn't a wrong number. His, the guy that you dealt with and you put all those tricks on, he passed your number along. He passed your, your Facebook profile page over to his homie because you were so much of a freak. And like, yo, try your luck. You might have to kick some little crazy game like, oh, no, I just stumbled upon your page. No, he didn't just stumble upon your page. His homie told him to hit you up because you're a freak. Now, whereas you're thinking that being a freak, you know, will cause him to want to marry you. No, being a freak will cause him to give your number to his homie so his homie can smash and then they can have a conversation about all the freaky things that you did. Courtney, you ever been solicited by somebody, uh, one of your the guys you dealt with friends because you were a freak? Um, yeah, yeah, I have. You, you said um, um, like like you had to think about. It. Well, I mean, oh, it's been a while. I had to go back, to, you know, and think about it. Yeah, I mean, whether that be like directly through conversation, I can tell you, or just trying to fill me out and try to, you know, try to see what I was into and. I even had, you know, the guys ask me, you know, um, you know, let's hang out or watch a movie. And, you know, knowing that I had had sex with their friend, and it was kind of like, that's weird. Or I would get, like, um, Facebook friend requests, like random friend requests from all of his friends that I wasn't friends with before, you know, after I stopped dealing with him. It's just crazy stuff like that. So, yeah, I have been, um, I have been solicited for sex. Just never went along with it. Yeah. 
That's the good thing. That's what separates you, Courtney, from a lot of these other women is the fact that you didn't go along with these attempts. But a lot of women, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, you know so-and-so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. They'll try to act like it's some type of coincidence when in reality the whole thing was a setup. And so all I'm saying, ladies, is don't fall for the okey-doke. Don't fall for the sexual tricks. Don't fall for the proposition. We don't want women who are easy. Okay, we don't want women who are able to be manipulated. We don't want women who are freaks. Okay, see, a lot of women confuse being a wife and satisfying their husband with being a freak. That's that's part of the the issue because most women who are who think. That men want a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets are single. So they really have no idea what it means to be a wife within the context of a godly union. And if you understood, you knew what I knew, that that's a lot different. And most Christian married men will tell you that a, his, their wife, their wife being a, you know, is not a freak. She's just a wife. You know what I'm saying, ladies? And that's, you know, why, you ever notice you don't really see too many married women dressing like hoes or having their breasts exposed or, you know, wearing these ridiculous tights with nothing covering up, showing off their booties? Or I mean, you just don't usually see married women like that. Their husbands ain't having that. The women you see doing that are the women out. I don't even see too many married women with weeds nowadays. Have you noticed that, Courtney? Yeah, I have, because, you know, I pay attention, I people watch, and um, I rarely you see them with weaves. You, you people you watch? Know you people watch? I sure do. I sure do. Uh, hey, it is. Like that's what moment. I'm saying. That's a good observation, though, because, you know, wives, I know my wife, you guys know them, she doesn't wear weaves, but the vast majority of wives that I that I know, you know, they have that that wife and mother look. Now, you guys can look at, you know, my wife, you know, check out her pictures. I mean, she's a beautiful woman, you know, sexy woman. I mean, you know, just because she's a wife and a mother doesn't mean she can't be sexy, but it's not slutty. You know, nobody would look at my wife and say, oh, she's slutty. Nobody would ever say that because she's not. And that's what we're looking for, sexy but classy, not slutty. Sluts get, what rhymes with sluts? I'll let you guys use your imaginations for that. Let's keep it moving, though. We're uh, we're just rolling right along here, you know. But you know, I don't want people to see the title and and to get you know confused about what this all comes down to. Tonight's title, you know, the real topic here was really specifically, you know, obviously a scandal recap, but you know what these men can do as fathers, because I can't say enough about that scene where the father. Checked his daughter My daughter It's funny I, I used to hear About the uh, Terrible twos You know I didn't know what that was all about like, oh, It can't be that bad In fact I was looking forward To my daughter become, Turning two Because You know Just so I could be able To interact with her And she could talk a little bit And we could play And you know Do little You know Fun things But I see what people mean When they When they talk about The terrible twos Because what will happen is You know th- They will test you you know, like I'll say, you know, you want to eat some food or you want to go to bed or it's time to go to bed. Say, no. Now she's in this this stage. I don't want to. 
I don't want to. Like, you know, it's, it's still cute because she's only two, but when she gets a little bit older, you know, and even now to a certain extent, you know, we, we, we check her on that. We tell her, like, no, you're going to bed or you're going to do this. It's not about what you want to do. And the problem with it is is that, you know, a lot of women have that same mentality, not at two years old, but at 20, at 30. You know, nobody was there to tell them, no, you're going to bed or no, take that makeup off or take that, you know, pull that skirt down or put your breasts away. Nobody was there to to do those things or to say those things. So they have no idea how men think, what men look for, what the difference between sexy and slutty is. You know, they don't have any idea. And that's what that's where the fathers come in. But you can't have a father there and this is very important, ladies. The fathers aren't going to be there for the kids normally if they don't want you. That's very important. Stop having sex with men who don't want you because the product of that is men who don't want their children or resent their children. The real reason is because they don't want you. It's not that I mean, who who wouldn't want a nice little cute little baby? You know, everyone wants a baby when they want the mother or when they don't resent the mother. I I know it sounds messed up because it is messed up. It shouldn't be like that. I'm telling I'm telling you what it is, not what it should be or what you would like it to be. I'm telling you the reason why a lot of these men aren't around. Go find a father who's married to his wife and finds out that he's having a baby. Oh, he'll be the happiest father in the world just like I was. I was so happy, I wore suits the whole time my wife was in the hospital. Like, I dressed up. People were like, yo, why are you, like, why are you so dressed up? I was like, because this is important. Like, this is special. This is a special occasion. I want to be a great father. I want to be a great man. Like, I, was, I would literally come to the hospital, like, with, like, slacks on and, like, a dress shirt. Like, people were, like, people were looking, like, oh, why, are you so, why are you so dressed up? But you got an interview or something? I'm like, no. This is, I want to be the best man I can be. You know, and I still have that. I'm not wearing suits every day, but I'm just saying that's, that's, I still have that mentality. The reason, though, is because I, I love my family, the family structure. Now, if I would have got one of these hoes pregnant back when I was out there in the dog and player stage, I wouldn't have been wearing suits nowhere. I would have probably been depressed like a lot of these other men are depressed that they have to spend five or $600 a month for a baby in a, in a situation that they didn't even really want to be in. That's the truth of the matter. So positive black families really, at the end of the day, start with the mother and the father being in love. Ladies, if you're not in love and the man isn't in love with you, and which really means if you don't have a ring because if he loves you, he's going to give you a ring and marry you. If he doesn't do those things and he doesn't love you, period, you know, stop having sex with these dudes. What are your thoughts on that? Do you, think that, do you see how that will um, have a, a significant impact on the black community? Yeah, I mean, I I know for a fact that it would, but it just takes a lot of, um, you know, self-reflection and not just, you know, living for now and, and doing what you want to do instead of, you know, thinking about the consequences. Like, you always have to think, you know, you have to just think about what you're doing, and that's very important in decision-making. Yeah, we we got to... You know, we we have to really, like I said, both men and women need to take responsibility 
for their actions. You know, we we can't stop. We have to stop blaming. See, you see a lot of women blaming men for the fact that they decided to have sex with those men. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do that. You can't blame a man for getting you pregnant when you let him hit raw. Talking about some, you're going to pull out, right? Don't come up inside me. Don't come up. You, you didn't come, right? He, like As he's, like, smashing, he's hitting it from the back. Don't you come at me. Don't you come in. What you mean? He's hitting it from the back. What you think is about to happen? Like, raw. You think he's not going to, you know what I mean? Like, who? who's not? Come on. You guys know. Like, like, that's where the games come in. The irony there is that you're saying, don't come in me, but you actually want him to come in you because you want to have a baby because you want him to love you. You think that a baby will help him love you. It's not. It's not going to help him love you. That's that's horrible. This young woman I know, she's actually. Um, I, I'll keep her anonymous, but you know she was dealing with a guy who was cheating on her, like blatantly. She knew it. You know he was. She chose to forgive him. He didn't want to be with her. Hadn't married her, but um, no, or no, or did marry her actually, but was cheating on her and didn't want to stay married to her. Um, and then long story short, they broke up or separated, and now I go on her Facebook page and she's pregnant. Like, is you see you see how that the, the cycle continues, Courtney? Yeah, that's kind of sad. It right, really like, is. You, you know, and it's like the only people that are gonna—I mean, she's gonna suffer, and he's gonna suffer because n- neither one of them is happy, but. You know, the kids are really what, who's going to suffer. You know, that's, that's the, you know, a, ki- a child seeing two parents who really don't love each other, <clears throat> or not really don't, but don't love each other, because when you get into the definition of love, you know, it's it's what, what we see a lot of in today's society is anything but, you know, it's just, um, it's unfortunate. I want to do, like I said, I'm going to do like one or two advice questions, and we'll wrap it up, man, because... um. You know, we'll be coming back with some actual. This is this is nothing, right? This wasn't even a show. This was just some, you know, some fun, some fun on a Sunday night. You know, like the betrayal show. That was a show. The definition of love. You know, gender role reversal, blasphemy, race relations, obesity in the black community. These are some all-time classic shows that we've done over the last few weeks. Check them out. Anything I just named, if you haven't heard that, if you're listening tonight and you haven't heard any of those shows that we listened that I just listed, you need to listen to those shows because this is this is nothing that we're doing here tonight. I mean, you know, information like what we just talked about, you know, over in, in those shows is just, you know, it, it makes no sense, guys, to to not listen to the show and to get private counseling, and it makes very little sense to listen to the show, and or you know, it, it, they go together. Is what I'm saying to you guys. That's where lives are changed. You can you can always tell people who don't listen to the show. So it's funny. Some people are like, yeah, hey, I, I follow your page and I love your advice. I'm like, you follow my page, and it's like, oh, okay, so you don't listen to the show. See, like, what what is Facebook? What is Facebook compared to a show like what you're hearing right now? You know, you're doing yourself a disservice. But if you guys are listening, that obviously means you're listening to the show. So I'm preaching to the choir. But if you know people. Who don't listen to the show? You know, put them on to it. Let them know. There's a question. Speaking of rings, um, somebody I don't know who asked this question, but somebody asked a question in the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group about 
um, <clears throat> going Dutch. Oh, real quick, before we get into that, um, I told you guys I had a major announcement. You guys may have, real quick, just throw this out there for you guys to start tuning out before we wrap up the show. Got to tell you, um, huge business venture. You know, it's brand new for me. I'm now in the used car business, another division of TRC, you know, the umbrella, the conglomerate. If you guys are in the Philly, Jersey, Delaware area, TRC Auto Sales, tell a friend to tell a friend. If you need a good used car, call me. The number is on the flyer. You can call 855-55-DATE-ON, or you can call uh, the office and, um, you know, come or stop on down. And, um, you know, we're, we're here in uh, in Philly on uh, 20th Street, 20th and uh, Stanton Ave. So just want to throw that out there. Courtney, you need a good used car out there in uh, Chicago, although we don't really do do that, but still, how's your car running? I, I may in the future, so, yeah, if I'm in that area, I know where to go. There you go. And you guys, too, if you guys are in that area, hit me up. And if, if you know anybody needs a car, we, we can, if we don't have it on the lot, we can get it off the lot or, you know, onto the lot for you. So there's that, um, and, I'll, and I'll post the uh, the flyer. I don't have all the information in front of me right now as we speak, but you know definitely. Uh, so I'll, so my trctoday.com for more information. Um, but there was a question posted in the group on engagement rings, um, and I'll just read the question as it was written, and we can just talk about it. It was a very interesting question, which said, "I was watching the news this morning, and they did a segment on should women go Dutch." On the engagement ring A lot of women were up in arms about that idea One woman even said Not until men can give birth Truth be told A lot of men finance engagement rings That aren't paid off by the wedding date So that means that When the couple gets married Her 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 income also goes To pay off any debt they have So if as a married couple they're paying off the debt that may include the ring. What's wrong with going Dutch on a ring so there isn't any debt to begin with? Personally, an engagement ring is not required is not a requirement for me. I prefer a wedding license and a marriage that will last. Courtney, how do you feel about going Dutch or, you know, I don't even know what that means, going Dutch? I mean, how do you even go Dutch on a ring? That doesn't even really make sense. But what are your thoughts on that? Going Dutch, that defeats the whole, you know, purpose of it. Because I thought an engagement ring was like, it was a gift. It's not something, you know, that the woman's supposed to go in on. And then who said the ring had to be expensive either? So, I mean, the thing is, I feel like if he's going to spend money on a ring, he should already know whether or not he, you know, can afford it. So even if he is, let's just say he's paying, still paying it off after the wedding, it should still be in within his means where he could still be able to pay it off, where he wouldn't need, you know, help from his wife. But, like, going Dutch, that, I, I don't agree with that at all. I've never I've never seen anybody do that. Like, just get an affordable ring. It, I don't know. <laughs> Here's the thing, you know, <clears throat> One of the things that you guys have to do, you know, you got to look at the fact that when it comes to men, all right, we are looking for wives, okay? When I say that we're looking for, like, a wife, that means we're looking for a woman that we can invest into, invest our time, invest our money, invest our heart, and invest in our future. So 
when you're making any type of investment, whether regardless what it is, you're going to make the investment because you are you see value in that, whatever it is. If a man sees value in you, ladies, you're not going to have to worry about going Dutch on an engagement ring. Okay, see, really where this question comes from and where this overall thought comes from is really because more and more women, as a result of their history, they're not seeing value in themselves. And when you don't see value in yourself, then it's going to be impossible for a man to see value in you. And because and so that's where that's where what everything where everything goes downhill. Because when you're not seeing value in yourself, men aren't seeing value in you, and that's when you end up getting taken advantage of. And you get you end up doubting yourself. So a lot of women are saying, Well look, I don't need a ring. The reason you're saying you don't need a ring is because you know that you're not getting a ring. I mean I mean, Courtney, keep it real. I mean, isn't that really what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Funny, I didn't even think of it like that until you said it, but yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, you you know, you're it's a, a defense mechanism. You know, you're not getting it, so all of a sudden you say you don't. Want, it's kind of like being happily single, you know. And I'm using the quotation marks with that. Oh yeah, I'm happily single. You're not happily single. You're just saying that because you know you're going to be single. You know you're already mentally and emotionally preparing yourself not to have love. It's not that you're happy in that state. You're just saying that. It's kind of like being stranded on a deserted island. You don't want to be stranded on a deserted island, but if you are, you're going to find some coconuts. You're going to make yourself a little hammock. You're going to make the best of your situation. Yeah, you're on an island. Yeah, you have, you know what I'm saying? But you don't want to be there. It's not what you want. You'd rather be laid up at your house. But you're stranded, so you're going to do what you have to do. And that's what a lot of women, you know, they say, well, I'm happily single. No, you want love. The first step in, in, in finding love is admitting that you both want and need it. You want and need love in your life. Stop fronting like you don't. Men, men and female, although I don't know too many men who act like they don't want love. Every man I know is actively seeking a wife, like fiending for a wife. See, what you got to realize is married is the new single. Everybody wants love. I mean, marriage is the best thing ever. Courtney, how much are you paying rent, if you don't mind? I mean, if you don't mind, approximately. You don't have to you know, throw out your, you know, In the 700. You said how much? In the 700. Yeah, around there. Like, you know what I'm saying, six, seven, eight hundred dollars You guys know... I mean that's if you're renting, you're paying like you know seven fifty, eight hundred. You factor in the cable, the cell phone, you know the heat, the electric. I mean your bills are over a thousand dollars a month. You factor in student loans, you know you you got a lot of bills. I know I had a lot of bills when I was single, just being a single guy. Car note, insurance, you know it's like that, and you're only making like you know thirty five, forty. I mean you know whatever salary of a single black woman is. You know, uh, or really just of of women, uh, well, really black women is thirty seven thousand. That's the average. So, you know, two thousand dollars worth of bills, fifteen hundred dollars worth of bills. I mean, that's that's a lot of money. So, who would really prefer? And I'm just speaking financially right now. Who would ra- who would prefer to to do all that on your own? You get married. You're now combining two salaries. You know. You're splitting bills as opposed to doing it yourself. I mean, so there's that. You that frees up more money to do what you want to do, and 
you have a partner that you actually love and you enjoy spending time with. I mean, it's a win-win situation. You know what I mean? Like, who in their right mind would want to be single, paying all the bills, being by yourself, when you could have love and be better off financially? I'm just saying, isn't wouldn't that be, like, the smart thing to do? Yeah. I mean, maybe I, that's what I'm saying. Maybe I'm missing something. Because people, the people, some of the people I, I hear, they're like, well, you know, it's just I'm, I can do what I want to do. What are you talking about? What do you mean you can do it? You can oh, you're grown. I can do what I what I what I want to do. My wife can do what she wants to do. I mean, it's not. I'm not stopping her from doing. It. She's not stopping me from doing anything. We do what we want to do, but it, we enjoy doing things together. See, a lot of people look at marriage or look at relationships as being some type of death sentence or you know trap, the old ball and chain. That's all fairy tales. That's that's not love. That's not a marriage. That's that's an arrangement. So so just think about those things. But as far as I so I guess my original point though was to answer the question: Should you go Dutch? It doesn't have to be an either or. She said, "Well, I would rather have you know a lasting marriage." Yeah, you can have a lasting marriage, and it will last. If he loves you, it has nothing to do with the ring. If a man loves you, he will sacrifice the PlayStation 4 that's coming out. He will sacrifice the $80 game. See, a lot of people, excuse me, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, uh, a lot of these game systems, I don't know a man who, most men nowadays have, they're into those video games, whether it's Madden or, you know, 2K, whatever. Like, that's what they do. I don't know if you guys know this, ladies, but, the, you know, the PlayStations are like $300. Every game is like $50, $60, $70. They have like every new game as it comes out. So you, a lot of, in a lot of cases, they have thousands of dollars worth of just strictly electronics, you know. And, you know, you add on to that their clothes, you know, the Jordans, they, they got the fresh Jordans as soon as they come out. If they're authentic, then, you know, you're spending $300 just on a pair of sneakers. A lot of these jeans nowadays are, you know, upwards of $100. Um, you know, fitted baseball caps, $30 a pop that you see. I mean, baseball caps aren't cheap, $35 just for a baseball cap. You know, shirts, polo shirts. Depending on if you're shopping at Bloomingdale's, if you're shopping at Macy's, you know, if it's real, unless they got it off the off the corner store from the Haitian, you know, if unless it's five dollars there with this with this sewn on you know polo sign, but if it's a genuine polo shirt, polo shirts cost eighty five dollars, you know, from Bloomingdale's, like authentic polo, and if they're a ball, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these these suits, these these all this stuff that you see these men with is is expensive. You get in their cars, you know, these these stereos, custom stereos, rims. Rims are $2,000. What, 20 inches, 22 inches? $1,500, $2,200, if not more. So what I'm saying to you, ladies, is if a man can have all of these other things, these material things that cost thousands of dollars, the reason he has those things is because he sees value in those things. Okay, if he sees value in you, those things will become secondary, and he will spend that money on you with no problem. See, because you don't see a man 
having a problem dropping. You don't see him complaining about spending money or saving up money for some for them new Jordans that come out. That PlayStation comes out, it's going to be like $500. You know they're going to get a couple games to, to come out with. It doesn't come with any games, so they're going to get a couple games. They're spending like five, $600 just on the system. You know what I'm saying? You can go down to Jewelers Row if you're from Philly, if you're wherever, go to wherever you get rings from. You can get... You know, it's not going to be a, a super nice ring. It's not going to be like a, you know, five, six-carat ring. But you can get a two-carat ring for, you know, $2,500. You know what I'm saying? Like a nice ring, you know, $3,000. Now, if you want to get a cheap ring, you get a cheap ring for like seven, 800 bucks. I mean, that's going to be a very cheap ring. But I'm just saying, you know, a ring is a ring. So what I'm saying is don't you don't bail these men out. You know, now whether you want whether or not you want a cheap ring, that's a whole different story. But my point is if a man loves you, that will show on your finger. Because stop making excuses for these men like they don't have money. They have money, whether or not they want to go out, they want to spend that money on these hoes, popping bottles in the clubs, or if they want to spend that money on you is a totally different story. But they have money. Trust me. They can come up with two thousand dollars, twenty five hundred dollars Will buy, and that's nothing. You can save up two thousand bucks. You know, the, most men can save that in a couple months if they want to, if they have something they're they're saving for. Bet you they'll save up for a car or for the rims that they want, two thousand dollar ring rims or a two thousand dollar ring. You know, the question is, how do they see? How do they see you? Any, any thoughts on that before we get ready to wrap it up? Um, no, I mean, you, you said a lot, you said a lot. I mean, I think it's, it's very important, um, just for us to, you know, just face reality, you know, about what's really going on in a relationship and, you know, not be willing to, um, you know, really ignore, you know, our gut. It's like be down, because a lot of women, like you said, know that it's not really going anywhere. We know that. You know, the man isn't really feeling us like that, but we're willing to put all of that aside because we want love so very badly. And so it's important just to follow, you know, your gut and really the Holy Spirit so that, you know, you will be led to that elite man where you won't even have to bring up, you know, going Dutch. That won't even be an issue. That won't even be an issue. Why would you want to go Dutch when you could have a man who actually loves you? It's like, does it even make sense? You don't have to do that. See, and I think that, let me just say real quick, I think that a lot of women, you know, one, they don't listen, you know what I'm saying? Like, so they, they hear what they want to hear, like that selective hearing. Like when, a lot of times they, they hear like, oh, he, you know, that they Don Tolbert guy, he says that women should pay for the first thing. No, I'm not saying you should do anything. I'm saying that if you want love, if you want to be taken seriously, you will do certain things to differentiate yourself from these other women. Now, that being said, I believe that a man should always be a man. Somebody asked about chivalry. We're not going to get into that tonight because we're going to be doing an entire show, uh, like a revisit of that topic on the definition of chivalry. I believe Courtney and I did a, a classic episode on that about a year ago or so. And, um, you know, so we want to revisit it because I know there's some some more questions. A lot of women think that being chivalrous is a man opening a car door or a man holding a, a door open for you, that, that, pulling out your chair. Now, that's just, that's not chivalry. If you think that's chivalry, definitely tune into our show on chivalry and the, and the definition of it because it's, um, 
We'll do one every year. Now think about it, because we did. That's a, this is this. This will be the third one we did. We did a uh, is chivalry dead in 2011? Is chivalry dead in 2012? And this will be the 2013 uh, version of it. Um, but yeah, just you know, stop selling yourself short. Is what I'm saying to you guys. You know, when when a man loves you. And in fact, we did a whole show a couple years ago on entitled just that, When a Man Loves a Woman. That's a must-hear show for everybody. When a man loves a woman because if you don't a lot of women just really don't know what that looks like. They don't know what it looks like, what it feels like when a man actually loves. They know what a man what it looks like when a man is horny. When a man wants some sex, they know what that looks like. But what does it look like when a man actually loves you? What will he do? What will he say? What will your future look like? So check out that show. You know, there's so many great shows that we've done. Every show is a classic. You know, I'm not gonna say every show is not a classic, but you guys know what it is by now. Check check out just you know check out all shows. No show is is not a good show to listen to. Every show will have excellent information for you. A uh, couple things. Uh, we're gonna be doing some classic rebroadcasts over the couple last next couple of nights. Uh, some people have asked me how am I doing this season in tennis. Uh, many of you know I lost in the championship in the summer season. However, this season I am seven and two, so I've already qualified for the playoffs for this uh, the, the final fall season of this year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, and uh, that's it. What else? Do we need to cover anything else before we wrap up tonight, Courtney? No, I don't think so. Continue watching the news, guys. Continue watching the news. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on out here. A lot of, a lot of stuff with the government. We spent a great deal of time talking about the government shutdown, talking about Obamacare on our very last live show where we talked about betrayal. Uh, you know, in the first 10, 15, 20 minutes, we spent, a, you know, we spent that time talking about, uh, you know, what Obamacare is, what it's about how it's affecting us as a people. So you, you may want to check that out. Not to hear what the news says, but you know how, you know, to hear what's actually going on. So if, you, if you're if you unsure, uh, check it out. Um, that's about it. I see a call here on the line. Just, we're getting ready to wrap up. But I see a call on the line from the uh, 404 area code. Do you have a question or comment? I, I do. This is Geraldine Andre. Um, uh, my question is, I actually referred a... Uh, friend that is um, having relationship issues with her fiancé, and I referred your uh, counseling agency to be able to help her, and I just wanted to know, because I, I was only able to pass along, like, your Facebook info to her. If she wanted to call, I told her that it would cost and everything. Is there a phone number that you actually have for that part of your business that I can pass along to her, because I believe she wants to contact you and begin sessions? Okay, excellent. Well, I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the uh, the referral. Uh, real quick, I'll give out that information. Uh, where are you calling them from? Um, I live. I currently right now live in Atlanta, but I used to live in Philadelphia. Okay, cool. All right, Philly. Well, I appreciate the call. Um, yeah, I was just about to do that. But uh, anyone who you know requires or, or is interested in any type of counseling, whether it's couples, marriage, premarital, individual, whatever it is that you're going through, we do it all. Uh, 855-55-DADON, or you guys can email me anywhere at uh, dadon at 
trctoday.com, and the website is trctoday.com. If you guys would like a female perspective, Courtney also uh, is is a member of uh, Tolbert Relationship Counseling, so you can uh, email her as well at Courtney at trctoday.com. And, um, you know, and that's it. So, yeah, but I appreciate the referral. That's I get a lot of clients from referrals, which is which I love, which I appreciate. Thank you all who have ever done that. And also, too, let me say, I haven't been talking about it as much, but before we wrap it up, you know, when it comes to counseling, like you said, some people are referred. They may or may not be in a financial position to afford counseling. Now, my rates are, you know, as more inexpensive than anywhere you'll ever go. But even that being said, some people are not able to afford it. So if you are in a position to help out someone who is not able to, to afford it, you know, give and, and donate. You know, I don't spend a big a lot of time talking about it, but if you have it and you feel led to, to give, there's a donate tab right on t, right at trctoday.com at the top, and maybe you want to make a donation. That doesn't go to me. That goes to people specifically who who cannot afford counseling but need it. And really, and you know, and really wanted. So, uh, thank you to all who have already donated. A lot of you have done that. That money has gone to help people. So I appreciate it. And um, and, and that's it, man. You know, I appreciate you guys for listening in on a uh, on a Sunday night. Like I said, we'll probably be back live, um, probably like somewhere around Wednesday or so. You know what I mean? Wednesday, uh, Thursday. Got some things going on this week, but that's why I wanted to come back live tonight. So thank you guys for listening. And um, if again. TRC Auto Sales. If you need, if you need any type, I just posted the flyer in the friends group and on my Facebook pages. So check it out if you need a used car or anything, and uh, we got you covered. All right, thank you guys, and I'll see you later. Peace. Lean on his wisdom if you feel
Date on tour, motivation, child. Date on tour, come and change your world. 